Welcome to the PPM Academy podcast for project, program, and portfolio managers, where we will interview industry experts and discuss current and future trends in the world of project, program, and portfolio management, and how what we do impacts our company's execution culture. I'm Gerald Leonard. Today we're talking with Antonio Nito Rodriguez. He is one of the world's leading champions of project management and strategy implementation. Born in Madrid, Spain, and educated in Germany, Mexico, Italy, and the United States, Antonio is an economist and has an MBA from the London Business School, currently pursuing a PhD in strategy and is fluent in five languages. He is the creator of the concepts such as the hierarchy of purpose and the project manifesto, which argues that projects are the lingua franca of business and personal worlds from the C-suite to managing your career and relationships. Antonio has been recently awarded the title of Thinker of the Month by the prestigious Thinkers 50, who identifies the most influential management thinkers in the world, including Michael Porter, Clayton Christensen, and Rita McGrath. He is the author of the best-selling book, The Focus Organization. Antonio, thanks so much for talking with us today. How are you? Good morning, Gerald. I'm, I'm very excited of uh, talking with you, being in your show. I've been following uh, some of the podcasts and following the work you're doing, the, the evangelist work you're doing there in North America. And uh, so I'm very pleased to have the this discussion with you. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, listen, you know, I started off and I said, you're one of, but I really, I really need to say you are the leading champion of project management and strategy in the world. I want to make that correction here. So uh, as we get ready thank to start you. this, let's, let's, let's get into this. Um, <laughs> how did you get started in the field of project management? And what do you think has made you successful throughout your career? I, I started like very early, like, uh, one of my first jobs was in PwC, and uh, I think two years after graduation, and and they put me in a project support office at that time, PSO, and and uh, it was a big ERP implementation for ExxonMobil. Okay. And uh, that's how I started in project management. My first task was to bring coffee to my bosses, actually, <laughs> as a support officer. Right. Make sure you bring it on time within budget, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, obviously, you, you've had, you've gone from that to being voted top 50 thinker in the year. So a lot's happened between bringing coffee to your bosses and be, being voted as top 50 thinkers. So what? tell me, your, let, tell us your story. So my story, I, I told you, Gerard, I started in PwC. I became one of the, the, the most expert person in PwC globally. They call it global lead practitioner in, in okay. project and change management. This is after 10 years working for PwC. At one point when you I tried to become partner uh, in PwC, uh, which is the highest level in a partnership like right. PwC or Ernst & Young, right. um, my business case to become partner was to develop project management advisory services for PwC. Uh, I prepared very well, I knew my topics. I, I was going beyond project management, PMO, portfolio management. This is 2005, six. Okay. And, and, and to my surprise, I thought I was going to make a partner easily because every company is starting with projects right. already 10 years ago. But uh, unfortunately I was fired. I was fired from PwC. 
because the partners didn't believe in my business case, which was project management. So wow. that was a turning point in my career. I thought, what do I do next? Right. Do I keep following my passion and do project management? Uh, because I think this is such a big core skill for everybody or just go into marketing or finance something a bit more stable and i decided to follow my passion so that's my story follow your passion wow so something that actually turned out that became that could be looked at in some ways as a negative for a lot of people when you know you present something that is is your life's work and it seems to not be accepted you you use that and turn that into uh, your advantage and actually that's correct. I, I, I've told that to many project managers, and I think they, many of them have gone through tough times, either fired right. as well. Some people come and I was fired too. Wow. Or the recognition, the recognition of what's next and how do we progress in our, our career. It's, it's always a big dilemma, these people who are generous. And they don't get the recognition. So I think I, many people who are listening and, and uh, can relate. Sorry, it's not unique. Okay, okay, excellent. So you were recently wrote, uh, wrote an article for HBR. Can you share a little bit about us about your article? Sure, uh, Gerald. This is something that is going to be published in the next weeks. One of the reasons uh, um, <clears throat> I wanted to publish in HBR is because. Is what the executive leaders read and, right. and, and find the new trends. So I thought strategically for us, we need to publish more in HBR. And, and what I found very surprisingly is, is that there's very few articles in HBR around project management, PMOs, prioritization. It's a topic which is of very low priority. So one of my quests uh, over the past year has been to convince HBR to publish myself, but I hope it will lead to other people, experts like you, Gerald, or other people who are experts in project management to, to have their space there. Right. Excellent. Excellent. And and so can you tell us a little bit more about the article itself that you wrote? Yeah. So the article is based on my own experience as portfolio manager. I, uh -huh. I realized that the job of project managers and PMOs portfolio management has moved, has shifted from, from process and frameworks into, into more culture and leadership. So yes. I, I just talk about my, my experience in a bank, BNP Paribas, and, and how I, I, I managed to get engagement of the executive co committee to work on priorities, to work on prioritization. And, and once you have the priorities and the prioritization clear, which I call also to the purpose of the organization, right. then your prioritization and your projects will follow. And 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 this is a, a very simple framework that I've developed uh, for the article, and and it's about prioritization based on your purpose. Excellent, excellent. And that's you know, as you know, that's what I'm all about. Is um, as I've gone on my journey of the world of project and program management, is that over my career I've seen where. It's not just about system process and tools that we roll out, that what every time we roll out a big initiative, we're actually changing the culture of that organization. And we do a disservice to them if we don't focus on those cultural aspects. And we do a great service to them if we do and not only roll out the process people and, uh, and, and tools, but we also focus on how do we get them to adopt and, and embrace and buy into the culture change that we're trying to introduce. 
Would you agree? I, I put your spot on, Gerard. I, I like I like when you're talking because one of our weaknesses as project managers, we do work in a silo as well. So we tend to be very technical. We talk to project managers. We talk to PMO. But when you have people like you where you bring this to a higher level, to a culture, to leadership, uh, that's when we connect with the executive teams, who, which the senior leaders, with the senior officials in government. So I think that has been my secret, actually, as well, trying to get out of our box right. or silo and connect with our key customers and convince them that what we're bringing is it's, it's really strategic and adding value. Yes. And culture is one of the key drivers of everything. Exactly, exactly. Now, <clears throat> now you were also recently voted one of the top 50 thinkers in the world. That's impressive. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about that one? I, I was really blown away when I saw that. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, that, that was one of these great things that happened. I, I, I guess it's it's it, my, my biggest battle over 15 years after I was fired from PwC is get that recognition, not just for me, but for the profession. So right. I'm scanning constantly um, more the business strategy leadership world rather than the project. I, I, okay. I hardly talk to project management uh, because they're they're convinced now with my role in PMI, of course, I have to do a lot of conferences for PMI. But um, before that and in the future, my targets are business leaders, senior leaders. So right. what are where, where do we need to be? And, and there's Harvard Business Review. But Thinker 50 is one of these uh, kind of rankings, which is kind of getting already a good name and has been there for 16 years. And I realized they had never chosen an expert in project management. I say, I need to change that. So I reach out to the guys. I say, uh, we need to have something on project management. What project management? That's for the basements. We're wow. not interested. Okay. You're, this is for, we're looking for inspiration. We're looking for new trends. And I say, listen, project management is the big new trend. So right. listen to me. And, and after like this always goes for a year or two is like with hvr and and i persuade them and and luckily now at least i'm in the rudder and i hope i'm opening the the rudder for other people because um this is where we need to be exactly exactly and i think you really are you're, you're a trendsetter and you're setting the pace and opening doors for a lot of us to follow through so i greatly appreciate that exactly so, so yeah. as we get ready to close out here, I have a couple of the questions for you. Um, what trends do you see that project managers, portfolio managers, program managers really should be paying attention to, you know, as we've been talking, to really advance their career? And where do you see things going? Uh, this is an excellent question, Gerald. I get that often. Is what I'm going to be running projects for 40 years. Uh, I'm 45. Do I still need to run projects for 20 years or 30 uh, what's next? So uh, I think there's different options. One option is going down the path of portfolio management. And and there, what I realized is that the technical skills, you know, the prioritization, right. the, the framework that you use for selecting and, and, and demand management and, and actually executing of the projects and programs, that's one basic thing that you need to have. But it's not enough. Right. That wasn't enough maybe 10 years ago. Today is what you were saying before with culture. It's about creating that culture. You're actually a leader. We need to say, 
see ourselves as leaders, not just support. We're leading the change. We're leading the transformation. We're leading the, the mindset shift into execution. One of the key topics in most organizations I come across is drive execution. Exactly. So, Antonio, if our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they go? I have my LinkedIn profile. Uh, unfortunately, I'm having problems with LinkedIn. I cannot accept more uh, more friends. I don't know why. I think there's 30,000 is the limit. So, I, But there's my website uh, called AntonioNietoRodriguez.com, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm, I'm quite active in social media, Twitter. Um, so happy to connect to anybody who's listening and, and has a story to share, uh, write an article together. Uh, I, I think we, even if I might look, I'm in the front run, I think this is just thanks to the work of, of hundreds and millions of people. So uh, I, I think that's what something that has to be recognized, including you, Gerald. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. And I'm definitely going to put all of those links in, in my show notes so that people, when they listen to the podcast, they can, uh, underneath it, uh, from my website, they can go in and click on those and learn more about you and, and get connected. And I think it's pretty impressive that you've run out of connections on LinkedIn with 30,000. So I think a lot of us have a long way to go to get to that number. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you probably, I think Twitter lets you go up to uh, uh, probably a couple of million. So I think you're I think you're good for a long time there as well. <laughs> so probably people can reach out to you there. Well, in conclusion, sure. uh, today we've talked to Antonio Nito Rodriguez. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, Antonio is the author of the best-selling book. The Focused Organization. For more expert insights, you can go to principlesofexecution.com and click on podcast.